I'm Jack. And I'm Joel. And this is... Episode 2. Well, this is Jack and Joel It talks. is Jack and Joel Talks. Episode 2. We're going to continue talking about Oxford this episode because we did a lot about Out of the Blue, which was a big part of our university experience. But there is so much juicy goss to be gathered. Is there? Well, there might be. I mean, we'll see as we start talking, I right? I don't know about juicy goss. <laughs> no, but there's definitely some interesting things to talk about there. We've got the, the tutorial system and, you know, the differences between Mind Jack's experiences on that front, academically. Massive differences. Um, I enjoyed it. Well, Jack did geography, you see. And I did math, mathematics, <laughs> mathematique. Yeah. Um, so there's all that. There's the clubbing scene because that's what people the really want to know scene about in Oxford. Oxford. <laughs> yeah. There's the various libraries. There's punting. There's oh, oh, yeah. the balls. There's loads of terminology actually that we colleges just exactly say you've got and to, you don't really think about. We've got to work through them. Yeah. Right. Well, where, where do you want to start? I think we should begin. Choose by choose. Okay. Yeah. You, you give your experience. Of well, children. I think you, you should start with your experience because okay. yours is the more traditional okay. Oxford representation. So one of the special things about Oxford um, and a couple of other um, English universities is that we actually have more time off than we have at uni. So it's three eight week terms, which is crazy. Um, but they're just, you know, the work is very packed into them. So I'd say the general thing is that, um, at least for me, you're in first year, probably set one essay a week, which is between 1,500 and 2,000 words um, with a few hours of reading to do before that. And then by the time you get to second and third year, it can average between, I don't know, you know, three essays every two weeks or two essays a week or something like that of the same kind of length. Um, and so the way that it works is, well, if you work, you know, hard and are conscientious, which is probably not a category that I'd <laughs> fall into, um, you would go along to your lectures which I did actually do because they were really important to the course it would have been stupid not to but some subjects like English people just didn't bother because they didn't relate well, I to what the exams were going to be yeah. yeah but you were a rebel weren't you I'm such hashtag a rebel, rebel. hashtag, <laughs> hashtag rebel <laughs> so I went to my lectures and then if you worked hard you would probably I don't know do two or three hours of reading a day and then a day or two before the deadline you'd probably start writing your essay have it planned and then maybe allow for a day of tweaking beforehand but obviously most people just ended up doing four days of nothing a crazy frantic night of non-stop reading and then a crazy non-stop night the day after of writing it out um which was i'd say sometimes the way that i work but i didn't i didn't go crazy into the night yeah I some, I sometimes i did proper, i'd say there were two or nights. three um that were probably yeah up until two three once maybe 4am um, and that was the only time that I drank coffee because I'm really not a coffee drinker either but I really enjoyed the little um, Starbucks double oh, espresso the, the cold ones cold from Tesco things, didn't you? yeah because yeah. I don't like warm coffee but I really I'm what quite about Red Bull though that's what most people would do Red Bull I don't like the idea of it messes yeah. me up and it's I heard that rumour that taurine is like bull sperm and I didn't really feel <laughs> I remember that as well. no it wasn't even really that it was that <laughs> it was more just that I quite liked because I've never been a caffeine person at all I didn't even do hot drinks growing up like my dad was very much yeah. you know we'll drink water as a treat you can have a bit of smoothie because it's quite sugary and of course I could have had a tea or a coffee you know my mum and my grandmas and people drank it but it just wasn't really for me so I think suddenly if I'd have had even half of a can of the double espresso at 10 p.m., I'd be wired at 1 a.m. It was crazy. Mm. So there was no need for me. If I'd have yeah. been on Red Bull or Monster, I'd have been off the roof. <laughs> that would have been something to see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was 
that was me. And then tutorials tend to be um, between about two and four people with a tutor once a week kind of going through your essay and they'd already have marked it usually and you'd talk about the essay and you'd perhaps have done different essays amongst you but along a similar topic so that, you know, you've got things to talk about, which is brilliant. I think that was a huge part of why almost my brain has kind of changed. I don't know if that's the right way to describe it, but I think in first year, if a tutor had said, okay, well, um, tell me your opinions on, on what you've read. And obviously my mindset was, well, it's obviously gospel if it's written by a person who's published it in a book or a journal or whatever and thought it was, you know, absolutely the word of God, if that's what someone had said that was, you know, clever. And then by about second year, I think I finally realised that actually there are so many conflicting views and people, you know, you think of their bias and their political persuasions and all that kind of thing. And I actually ended up properly having my own point of view. Obviously, I already did in real life with friends and normal conversation, but in terms I of... I can confirm you. Kind <laughs> of, you know, literary um, academic stuff, which is amazing. And I think that's helped a lot with being... Because, you know, we need to, in the era of hashtag fake news and stuff, like, you've got to be critical of everything around not critical in the sense of being negative about everything but critical in terms of well is this true where's it come from is there a bias to it do I agree am I only listening to the same kind of news all the time because that's also a problem and I think Mm. I definitely fall victim of that anyway you know you can go on some websites online that tell you how much of an echo chamber your social media is and mine is you know quite strongly only really people with a certain view which obviously is mm, I wouldn't say deliberate but it, it it makes sense because I, that's the kind of news that I want to listen to. But obviously if we're going to be able to understand and work together, n- not just here, but, you know, worldwide and particularly thinking about British politics and American politics and stuff, I think it's incredibly important to understand why other people think the way that they do, even if it's not the same mindset as your own. Mm, definitely. So you feel like tutorials generally kind of helped bring that analytical side out. Yeah, of you. massively in a way that, you get told that before you go and you say, oh, you'll change your way of thinking. Oxford does so much. And you just think, yeah, all right, fine. Mm. You know, you, you don't ever anticipate that being a thing that will yeah. happen. So obviously you would be in a tutorial with the rest of your year group, your college year, collegiate um, year group. No, there were eight of it? us and, and our college doing geography. And we were usually split into four twos or maybe a three or three and a two. Sometimes two fours, but rarely. How did you find the, was it competitive between your tutorial no, partner? I or? think it was really nice because... Eight, although it sounds like a really small number, there were probably about a hundred and something people in the whole year that did geography, but obviously they were separated out into different colleges. And we were amongst the biggest colleges. I think maybe the biggest intake that year, another one was nine, but some colleges had two. So if I'd have been somebody who worked a relatively fine amount, never maybe really excelled, but never really was, you know, absolutely no work. I think if you'd have been on the lower end of that, then you'd feel rubbish because you're constantly comparing yourself. And I know we had friends who there were only two of them in their subject and they can't help but compare, particularly when one of them is super clever. Um, Whereas being eight of us, I think I always kind of idled along between about third to sixth or seventh out of the eight. So it was never amazing, never awful, and it was fine. Yeah, there really was that competition, whereas for some people it really was a big thing, wasn't it? For sure, for sure. Yeah, no, it's funny because I, I always think about what people are thinking when 
you know, you might say you go to, or just the concept of Oxford and the tutorial system for yeah. a star. And there's like lots of movies or TV scenes about that kind of traditional tutorial. I'm thinking yeah. the one that, well, the one that particularly comes to mind is Riot Club, that film that's kind of based yeah. on the Billington Club, which is this um, <laughs> a club that basically admits, um, admits sort of very traditional uh, boys from, from posh boys schools, etc. Certain four or five fancy boarding schools. Yeah. yeah. Um, and well, anyway, in that film, I remember this scene where it was uh, the PP students or something. They had this really heated discussion Which with is their philosophy, professor. Politics and economics. Yes, that's not a common. That is thread. true. Yeah, politics, philosophy, and economics. Uh, it's a very like classical degree in Oxford. People who do PPE. A lot of politicians have yeah. done PPE. Yeah. yeah, a lot, a lot of. of the... I mean, David Cameron did, didn't he? Boris Johnson. A, a lot of yeah. big people that for you... sure. Yeah, anyway. So anyway, they were having this heated discussion. And then I just kind of looked at that and was like, oh, you know, is that what Oxford tutorials are supposed to be mm. like? Because my experience was very different. Having done maths, it's very much our weekly workload would be these problem sheets. So we'd be doing, let's say, on average, about five to six modules a term. So in the eight weeks, we'd have five to six modules, each of which we'd obviously have um, quite a few lectures on every week and a problem set to do every week. So a problem set can take anywhere from ugh, at best four hours, but could easily be eight or more hours. And you've got to do five or six of them a week and then take all of those problem sets to your tutorials. And they would basically just go over the solutions. So it wasn't really that feeling of, you know, immersive discussion and challenging. There's no opinion, and... is there really? No, there, I mean, there isn't, a, there isn't really opinion in maths, but there is like different solutions for example so yeah. you do have to discuss that and you know there's there's a beauty in maths that is kind of trying to find the most elegant and, and beautiful solution which yeah. I was a big fan of myself so um that you know tutorials could be interesting in that sense being enlightened to a completely different way of answering the same problem than I did and just being like wow you know two different completely you know two different routes can take you to the same thing but no it's it's not that you know what you will have got because I think for us it was very much I am standing by my point of view on this specific political issue or, you know, I've really agreed with this writer because I think they hit the nail on the head and this other writer is biased or emits a certain, you know, vital point, which mm. is a, a very, very different thing. And I think I feel lucky to have had that side of things because I feel like now, not that every, you know, dinner party or kind of being around friends ends up in a heated academic debate, but I think it allows for me to kind of rationally... It's improved my argument skills, if argument is... Conversational skills, probably, but also I don't mean argument in the sense of no, how it's been heated. Debating. But, debating, debating, exactly. Cool, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, tutorials were an experience, right? And it, it, it was lovely having that. I do miss them a bit. Oh, absolutely. Which like. is weird, because obviously at the time, you're counting down. When you get to third Ooh. year, and you go, oh, <laughs> there were some three tutorials I'd be dreading. Oh, my gosh. But also, They're if you were hungover intense. going to a tube, because they were always the on Friday mornings, my ones. Really? And we, our favourite club in Oxford was called Bridge. It is called Bridge. It's still there, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Touch Standing wood. strong. <laughs> well, at the moment. Um, and... It always seemed to be that I had a 9am tute on a Friday after a Thursday night out. And it was just one of those things where the... So the clubbing scene in Oxford is it's all students that go out on the nights you go out on. 
but certain colleges have affiliations with certain clubs, don't they? Definitely. So anyone anyone can go anywhere, but it would be very much, you know, Keeble, the one we were at. Oh, okay, well, of course you're going to be at Bridge on a Thursday. That's just where Keeble goes, <laughs> which was amazing because it is like that. And then, you, you know, you see so many people that you know. But what it does mean is that anything on a Friday morning particularly is just a write-off absolutely <laughs> but then oh, equally gosh, for other colleges some... it was a thursday morning because they'd go to park end on a wednesday you know it was always they were going to be there that kind of thing wasn't it and it yeah yeah we had some <laughs> the clubbing scene was very interesting in oxford because it is quite uni-centric town when the students are there you know you feel like you're in a in a proper student and area. i think if you visit as a mate of a student objectively the clubs are a bit rubbish you know oh, so for sure. bridge the one we loved the top floor was we joked about it being called sweat sweatbox everybody called it sweatbox or sweat floor because it was so minging and warm the corridor to get up there was one person thick so you were always it was just you know if it, if a new club like that started in london and it was for everyone it would it wouldn't <laughs> last a month and crash burn. and burn but because it just kind of had this horrible charm i'm sure a lot of people listen if they are you know of club in asia and enjoy that kind of thing know what i mean there are a lot of cl- local clubs everywhere yeah you know, that i've been you... to nottingham Leeds, sheffield whatever that particularly if you have memories of going out in sixth form or when you were you know just able to go out or you know not that you should but if you had a fake id um i think you re- have a real affinity in your heart and it's the nostalgia mm. isn't it even in oh, 20 yeah, years exactly. time an amazing super club could pop up but you'd want to go back to the minging place with the sticky floor because you yeah, it I reminds you of being so. a kid it's, yeah so that's Where what we have created <laughs> and i think we haven't been to bridge for about two yeah one to two years now and we wouldn't know anyone there but we're still thinking about going back in a couple we of weeks are, because we've got a friend doing a master's at oxford at the moment and i think it's so exciting the yeah. idea of going back Gosh, we'll have a blast, won't we? And the drinks are so cheap compared to London. So cheap. £1.60, £1.80, was it, for a... I know. And we're not students anymore, so we're going to be those people being like, I'm buying everyone a drink. (laughs) Not even a Senate tenner. And that's like one drink in London. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's going to be a dangerous night for us. I know. We will have to be careful. We'll just write off the Friday. And that's what you do. We've not got tutorials anymore. No more tutorials. Friday is a write-off, after all. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think we should go over some of the vocab that you get it okay the lingo and yeah. kind of like some of the traditional stuff so okay where do we start how about mayday which obviously isn't lingo but just... which i never did you never I did tried i didn't last up until so i did it as a freshman then i you know had done it and didn't need to so basically i mean i haven't done it so maybe i actually don't know but all it is is that um maudlin is one of the oldest kind of fanciest colleges in oxford and a lot of the colleges have choirs ours did as well keyboard choir um, and they have what is it? Is it Magdalen College Choir that sings? At, yeah, it's yeah. a pretty famous choir. They have at the six a.m. boys' on... school though. They have Magdalen College School yes. boys as their um, count. You know, altos. counter tenors, the higher voices. Yeah, and they were there. Is it six a.m. on the, yep, f- and is it the first of May? First of May. So everybody kind of fills the streets. The road is shut off. Although Oxford roads are pretty shut off to cars anyway, aren't they? It's well, a yeah. lot of cycling and mostly taxis and stuff. You have to pay to be kind of like a congestion charge really in mm. in london they're all on Magdalen bridge though where the yeah. tower Magdalen tower is overlooking yeah. so that's all cut off and actually it was before our time at oxford but the tradition used to be that everyone would jump in the river after the choir is sung which would be freezing on the first summer. would be freezing but also you know there were so many accidents and it's so dangerous it's unbelievable because i think the main thing is families that go 
obviously, you know, wake up at 5.30 and they'll trundle on down, but the vast majority of students will just have done an all-nighter in a club the night before, so it's so right. beyond safe jumping in. You know, none of us would have got up at half five. It was because you go on a club night yeah. until five and then go, right, let's go and get a kebab and exactly. go and watch the choir. And that is what May Day really is. It's all about trying to last yeah, the is. night so that you can Which I never watch did, because I really need Oh, it's miserable, and I had a cheat that day. In fact, Ugh. I think I missed it. Shoot so. short for tutorial, by the way. Shoot is short for tutorial, what which else? brings us into the lingo. Pidge. Pidge. So um, each college... Well, normal. no, pigeonholes exist, but yeah. pi- but no one calls them pidges, I don't think. Really? So, yeah, I don't think so. Because yeah. I know my teachers at school had pi- pigeonholes, pigeonholes that you'd right. put letters in if you needed to talk to them or whatever. Anyway... There's we, a great mathematical concept called the pigeonhole principle, which I'll have to go save over... Save that for another time. ...in another episode. Yes. <laughs> We've just lost loads of listeners. Yeah, um, turned off. I can hear so them. So you can hear them. I can hear them leaving. Yeah. That's Great. The door. That That's was the door not shutting. my sound effects. I yeah. just like to okay, point whatever. out. So we had a lodge, which is basically a reception. And it's where, you know, you'd have a couple of people that would welcome guests to the college. Because also with it being a massive tourist spot, Oxford, you had a lot of people, you know, tourists and family of people there wanting to look round and stuff. And within that, you'd all have your own little pigeonhole which was cute, and that was called a pidge. So that was maybe where a, te- a tutor would leave an essay once they'd marked it, or what else would you leave in there? If you borrowed your mate's student yeah. card, if you'd lost it's your... It's just your, you know, your postbox, really. Yeah. Um, you've got the plodge, which is the porter's lodge, short Which is the lodge, yeah. plodge. Um, you've got... You've got matriculation, which oh, is yeah. a ceremony that happens on entering and becoming a part of the university. So you actually start uni... And, you know, one of the early weeks of October, but you, you aren't a student of Oxford until you technically until you've week. matriculated, which involves signing um, this, you know, old college book. Do we have and... to speak any Latin at that or not? I think they speak Latin. We didn't say anything there, did we? You know, I don't remember it. There's a proper ceremony. It's university wide. We wear also... our little gowns and carry our oh, hats. Oh, yeah. Subfusk. That's another yeah, one Yeah, so that's what into. that is. It's the hat. The big mortarboardy thing. White bow tie. White bow tie. Because also we have to sit exams in suits. Oh, yeah. In subfusk. In subfusk, yeah. there's a lot of complaints about. You can imagine trying to sit your exams in, you know, getting hot In June hot as well, summer. the heat of summer. Exactly. Trying to concentrate when you're all tied up. Oh, it is horrible. But it's, it's silly as well because what happens is you go in, you know, looking immaculate because you have to be, otherwise they turn yeah. you away. And as soon as you sat in that examiner seat, you just... Pop off the tie, everything comes so off. You just see everything right Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, for exams, you wear flowers. So there's, oh. I don't know where the tradition comes from about why it's a carnation, but a carnation flower on your first exam, you wear a white one pinned to your gown. Then for any of the middle ones, you wear pink. And then for the final one, you wear red. So when you see someone wearing a red one, you know to wish them good luck before their final exam because it's the most amazing feeling, obviously, that they're finished. I think it's because you know apparently the is. I know. it's because the blood yeah, bled it's quite morbid. out. But I don't know why it's a carnation in I don't Yeah, I thought that's what you meant. No. Carnation, I don't know. Maybe just because those colours kind of... Oh, because they exist. Yeah. yeah. But um, the, the point is that you you know, you know start pure at the beginning of your exam. <laughs> virginal and clean. Yeah, this this clean flower. And then as you progress <laughs> through the awful experience... You die. Examinations, you're slowly dying. <laughs> so you're just bleeding through clearly your clothing. And, you know, your flower's turning redder and redder until your final exam and you've got a oh, bright God. red And also for thing. some people, their middle exams were 
at least two weeks long. So the oh, pink yeah. flower would have completely I had wilted. Flowers completely dead. Yeah. yeah, I think I went through two pink flowers. Which is also a cute thing because we have college parents mm. who give you the flowers. So people who are in second year, whilst you're a fresher, which is first year, uh, give. Well, they do a few things really. They just look after you, don't they? It's kind of a pastor. Pastoral? Pastor- yeah. pa- how do you pronounce it? Pastoral. Past- pastoral. I think so. Anyway, that. Welfare. Let's say welfare. Welfare. That's weird. Um, it's a welfare role. If you need to ask them questions, they're part of your subject. So they can always, they shouldn't slip you essays and stuff, but they do. And mm. they help you out. And then the best and biggest thing I think that is a famous tradition is trashing. Oh, that is a conversation to be had. Trashing is... And the phenomenon that happens once you finish your exams. So for most people, they will have, um, for humanity subjects particularly, they'll have uh, prelims, which is preliminary examinations. It's your first year examinations. Then you won't have exams again until, well, you don't have, you know, proper exams again. They count for anything. Yeah, your finals, which is in your third year. There are exams which, um, hang on, what are they called again? Collections, oh, collections, which is, yeah. a, uh, you know, another weird word. Collections are exams that you have every, term. at the start of every term to go over the previous term's content. But um, it's trash- mostly just to make sure that you're on track and that you yeah. revise over the holidays. You, you're never going to get kicked out for failing a collection. <laughs> we never had, so it was always no. collections were very worrying times. But no, um, trashing is for the proper, proper exams. And once you finish them, you get welcomed by your <laughs> friends in quite a horrific manner of course you're wearing your sub like we just described yeah uh, and you walk out and people will chuck you know foam whipped cream whatever well disgusting... that's right so it, yeah it's not food stuff now because i think rightly so there was there's quite a large um homeless yeah. problem um in oxford and there's a there's a there are a lot of kind of charity organizations that aim to combat that and i think a, a big issue was Whilst that is so prevalent, you know, throwing food on each other that's just going to be wasted was just not appropriate. So yeah. it ended up being quite recently, I think whilst we were there, actually, it just ended up being non-food stuff. So shaving foam, what's that stuff called? Candy, not oh, candy, there's silly string. Silly string. Um, and you can imagine, you know, big balloons and confetti and obviously loads of glitter, which is just brilliant. Obviously, everybody gets the obligatory profile photo out of it because that's the only reason you sit your exams, clearly. Oh, gosh, so, uh, yeah, but I had to go through trashing three times because yeah. mathematicians and scientists have finals in their second and third year. Mm. And I tell you what, I was done with trashing by the really? end of it. Absolutely. I lost, um, I couldn't salvage two of my suits. black tie suits, yeah. which is, you know, I mean, they were Primark, let's be honest, yeah. but they still cost good money yeah, that yeah, I had yeah. to actually chuck away because I got trashed so bad. Wow. Also, I would like to point out that being trashed badly is a good thing. It's not because they hated me so much that they had to okay. ruin me. Yeah, no. I, you know, I'm just justifying myself okay. to the audience who still perceive me as cool, and I just want to uphold as that. cool. Yeah, you know, with all my mates who were chucking um, confetti at me. Okay. Um, moving swiftly on. Yeah. What else? We've got a few more minutes to do, so I think we should get through all of the words that we can that might be unknown. Punting. Okay. Punting is. What's punting, Jack? Basically, a basic wooden boat on a river. Gosh, that's an Anchorman. You haven't seen Anchorman, have you? Well, I did, but I didn't see it. It's an old it. wooden ship. I mean, you're okay, so reference lost on you, so hopefully so somebody at home's laughing at that, because that would make but me... But it's not a ship. Well, okay, just explain it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's kind of a very basic version of... A, 
Well, yeah, it's just a it's a plain wooden mm-hmm. thing. Little like a ship. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say ship though. No, it's just a. And somebody stands up at the top at the back. If anybody's seen photos of people on gondolas in Venice, that kind of thing. They stand at the back and the massive pole touches the floor and you kind of lean on it so that it projects you along the river. And it's a very classically Oxford... Did they do it at Cambridge Yeah, as well? Cambridge. Yeah. Although Cambridge punts on the other side. The other side, side of the, mm, the boat-ship <laughs> contraption. And, you know, you'd often take a little bit of food or drink or whatever and just chill and you tend to rent them out for two or three hours. And it's brilliant. It's so, so nice in summer. And obviously, also because it's in summer, that tends to be when exams are finished. So it's... I relate it to just complete euphoria because it means that you've not got a care in the world and you can afford to just go out punting yeah. in summer, which is so lovely. Yeah. Nice for some. Some of us had exams every year in summer. They right, didn't until end the until final week. The week after final week. Yeah, mine was usually done about... Mine, were, I think both times, were at least a week before the end of term, so we just had so much freedom. Very lucky. It is horrible for... Well, you it is and it good. isn't. You know, you kind of just get used to it, but... But it was horrid. You didn't want it. it. You didn't even look at people's Snapchat stories the whole time you were in the library because you got so bad FOMO. Oh my God, the FOMO was so real. In fact, I kind of, I think, buried it deep down inside me because it was bad. I always said the thing, I mean, a serious note on Oxford, I I think, um, because, you know, we are wrapping it up this episode. Oxford, I always said, was incredible when it was good. When it was good, it was you know, thing high ever. beyond belief. Yeah, agree. And when it was bad, I, you know, it was really, really bad. It felt like being in a prison for me. And I know for other students as well, because there are a lot of mental health issues that go about Oxbridge in particular. Mm-hmm. Of course, other universities as well. Because the pressure is well. so immense. But the pressure is, it's, it's a lot to ask you. You've got these eight week terms, which is already condensed, plus the extra workload that they like to chuck on you anyway. So you've got more work than you can imagine. You're trying to balance having a life. And I think it's it's more just the the big flips of it because yeah. you're either partying, having an incredible time, or just stuck in a library for hours out. and hours. And all your, particularly when I think all your mates aren't in exactly the same boat. So obviously, mm. because we were all different subjects, all different workloads at different times. Yeah. Even in times in the term, sometimes you'd have a horrible, hectic first four weeks, and then a brilliant final four. Or the worst was the other way around when you know that all the hard work was coming mm. and you couldn't get it out of the way you're trapped in the library and all your mates are out clubbing and it is, it's a horrible feeling, isn't it? It is. But, like like we said, the highs were very oh, high. As in, I had the best three years of my life. I yeah, was so lucky to say that. because very great university experiences. That yeah. Which is lovely. It is. And Oxford will always be a special place in our hearts. I think it's a large part of us as well. Yeah. yeah. It, is, it has helped to find us and um, X Factor loved that little scoop didn't you yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to help as well so anyway this has been the second episode um yes. we are loving doing i mean i'm loving this are you loving yeah, this Jack? i am loving this well fantastic i think we'll do more of them is I what think. we'll do well that's what a series involves really yeah. two by nature <laughs> <laughs> so we will see you for the rest of the series episode three um i don't think even we know what topic it's going to be on yet but you'll see it soon enough um hear it hear it oh, I keep wanting to say see it's because we're so animated whilst we're doing these I wish you could see out. us right now yeah Joel's um, actually, I don't wish you naked. could see us <laughs> no, it's not um, um, same time next week same time next week Sundays at 6pm do follow us on all social media channels we're at Jack and Joel on Twitter and at Jack and Joel one on Instagram Indeed. again we have released merch if you're late to that wave so you can find it on www.jackandjoel.tmail.com Thank you very much, Jack. Uh, My radio voice. Say goodbye then. Bye.